Welcome back to the X Podcast. I am here with Mr. Moore. Yes, Mr. Moore. How are you? Good. Good. Doing great. Um, you know what? Gearing up for Christmas. Yeah. Oh. We're close. Yeah? Have you done all your shopping? Hmm. Most. Most? Most. Who do you still have to shop for? Um, I think we just have a few gift cards and things to buy for some people. I've, I've done most. Are you a Christmas person? Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am. You know why? I, I, lo- I do like Here's Christmas. why you just hesitated. It's because what? you don't have an ounce of nostalgia in your bones. <laughs> that is so not- there is nothing. Okay, so- first of all, that is not true. It's a whole- No, it is not true. The other day, we're sitting, we're standing right over there, and I'm not going to give away all, you know, our all our conversations. But, Trade secrets. Uh, but you said something. <laughs> you got mad at me because you, you said, what? yeah, the other day. I was starting to feel this thing that I didn't know how to name, and I was like, oh, it was, stop. It was, it's, it's what's called emotion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, do, you, do, you, do you hear the harassment I have to deal with, Lydia? Listen, it's an inspiration. Uh, if you're watching this. No, it's not. Sometimes you wonder what people are like behind scenes. I can actually confirm no. that I don't know that I've ever seen you have a bad day. That's what I was telling you. That's, I, that's so not true. Four years I've known you. I've, I've had at least three time. bad days in my year. I was laughing because you know what you actually said? You go, I can look back a few years ago and and notice a couple moments. And I was like, oh, a couple moments. There are a couple, like, well, um, 10 minutes blocks. You know what? You're like, you know what? I I don't allow, (laughs) I don't allow bad things to ruin my day. That's great. So I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't, I, I, it's great. Some would say I compartmentalize things and then I just, I have, you, you I, have that, good I have a job to do. I have tasks to do. I go at it. I get it done. Yeah. I, I mean, there's bad. You can feel there's still good things done. Exactly. I mean, I t- yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> do you? I do. Yes. <laughs> I have to think about it. Though. I've derailed us already. I have to think about it. Anyway, yeah. okay. So we got already a- wasted like a minute and a half on no, nothingness. People want to know. I'm very nostalgic. You. You're absolutely not. I am quite nostalgic. There, no. Oh. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Mm. You are not nostalgic. I am. About what? Tennis shoes. <laughs> That's not nostalgia. I am called. I am on a journey. It's called a hobby. No, it's not a hobby. I'm on a journey to get one of uh, all of the specific types of mm-hmm. Jordans from probably at least two. Yeah, maybe one. I don't really care about the ones, but two through six. Oh, that's cool. That also specific confirms ones. that I'm not sure four you know or five the definition of nostalgia is. No, no, no. I no. There's a reason. Four, oh, five, okay. and six were the primary shoes that I wanted when I was in high school and couldn't have. Mm. And I, and when I was in high school, I remember when the fours were the shoe and especially the white and the red and black ones, they were, that was like a dream shoe. And then the fives came out and I had a friend in school who had three different of the Mm. fives. Mm. They had, he had the black metallic. Those are on the top of my list. Air Jordan five black metallic. I Mm -hmm. guess they're getting re-released here soon. So I've got, I've got some inside people I'm trying to work on. I'm going to get those. If I can, and then there's uh, and then he had the white and uh red and black pair. I don't remember what they're called. And then he had the grape or purple, the white, blue, and teal, whatever. So I wanted all of them. I was yeah. super jealous, and so yeah. never have. I never really did pay attention to them much. But as I've gotten a little older, it's like oh, oh you. Want I those. really want yeah. those. So I want those for nostalgic reasons. Yeah, I would call it competitive retribution. Yeah, but uh. What's you know, wrong with that? We'll move on. Okay. Okay, I want to do something different today. I, I just want to, there's a few t- different topics I want to hit. 
Okay. A lot going on. I don't remember the last time we've done this, if ever, but I just want to hit a few different things going on in the world, going on in culture. Four or five or six, seven, eight, nine topics. Who knows? We'll see We'll see where we go. Okay. We, we've done something We're different for this one. We actually have a timer. We're going to try to keep it so, to 40, so we got 36 minutes. We'll try left. to keep it. I want to start with one thing on a selfish note that you won't care about. Okay. I may have mentioned it in passing. Ayahuasca. Nope. I am really bummed that Trevor Noah is officially leaving The Daily Show. Yeah, you've been yeah. crying about that every day. I think I've heard more about that than I have your faith in the last month. That might be true. <laughs> he has officially left The Daily Show, and I am really bummed about it. And somebody watching may think, or listening may think that's weird. He's yeah. obviously not a, it's a Christ weird. follower. He is extremely, um, extremely liberal. There's there's things when I listen to him that I agree with or don't agree with. Kind of like you. But I, no. No, okay, sorry. But I like him, number one, he's extremely intelligent. I like him that even though he does lean farther left than most would, there's nuance and I think intelligence in his argument, and I've heard him argue on both sides. Mm. I love the uh, international dynamic he brings. He's from South Africa, has traveled the world, brings yeah. a lot of intelligence and a lot of depth and texture. But I really like him. He got me through kind of the news. Like I'll I'll hit Apple News during the day and yeah. get news different ways. But his comedic rendition of the news each night, I'll be honest, in some ways got me through quarantine. Yeah. When it first started, just hearing his take, he continues to do the show from his uh, living room. And then earlier this year, I got to visit his country of origin, South Africa, and I read his autobiography while I was there. That kind of endeared him. And then you had dinner more. with him in Atlanta. <laughs> well, I did end up two months ago at some, not I wouldn't say run into him, but having dinner at the table beside him because he was in Atlanta for taping of a show. And the girl you were with, mm -hmm. the girl you were on a date with, remember when she no was? You, you remember when she was looking at him and he looked over and gave her the the stink eye because yeah, she, she was staring and had her phone out or something and was a, taking a took picture. picture. Yeah, he yeah, and that's when you found out he doesn't like you. No, that means uh, he didn't like what she was doing. I was very surprised. Yeah. But anyways, anyways so I just have to throw that out. I am. Excited for his next steps. And honestly, kind of like a lot of people, he's one of the few people in the public world that I feel like is doing what a lot of people in the private sector are doing, which is he took 2020 to reevaluate his life, realized, hey, I'm life is short. I miss traveling. I miss being with my friends and loved ones and family more. And so I'm going to go back and do the world of stand up and spend three to five days in a different city in the world, learn their culture, do stand up, go somewhere else. Mm. And, um, so I'm excited for him. Sad for me. Okay. On a more probably universal level. <laughs> for you. Let's talk about the World Cup. The World Cup? Have you been watching it? Nah. I stopped. <laughs> I, I got to admit. Right, I, Mr. Sports. I stopped once the uh, U.S. lost to Netherlands. That was sad. Yeah. So I got to the second round. Mm -hmm. um, and the U.S. men's team has never done great in the World Cup. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And um, so I we redefined football. And yeah, here. but I have been following American football. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. My, I think I've told you. My, I grew up with um, an inherited disdain for soccer from my dad because I grew up in the southeast. My dad coached every sport besides soccer. And growing up, he coached my baseball teams. And when people would miss baseball practice for soccer, mm, he was those so were mad. probably the only times I've ever seen my dad mad that they would quote unquote pick the Yankee sport to flake to. Flake out on mm. baseball, America's pastime, is not a happy camper. Mm. But my time in Argentina changed that for me. It, yeah. I grew to have an appreciation for it. Honestly, they are more diehard fans 
of soccer in Argentina, oh, yeah. then I'm telling you, a Buckeye fan is in Ohio. That's hard to believe. I know it's hard to believe. Hard to I'm believe. just telling you. Yeah. It's true. Um, but I believe it. There's a lot of sub stories are like that to World Cup. First of all, I don't know if you have any strong opinions about this. A lot of the controversy was around should it even be in Qatar to begin with? Yeah. Uh, a country with is it Qatar or is it Qatar? I have heard both. I have two. I don't know. But I've heard we pronounce it wrong. The world does when they say Qatar. Mm. But I hear everybody on every broadcast saying it that way. So I'm kind of like, you'd think that we'd get it right if that was the you case. Would. But I don't know that that's true. So Qatar Qatar. Pretty uh, atrocious well, history you of human rights well, violations. And how many people, like they're saying it, it was a pretty big cover-up for how many people actually died through forced labor to build all of the stadiums. Well, the country wasn't qualified to hold it Yeah, and by then, any measure. And then, I mean, originally I think they tried to come out and say only 500 people died. But I've heard that it was thousands. Possibly thousands. What? What are you doing there? I'm drinking my coffee. It really bothers you when yeah, I take it. It bothers me when you have top taking your, yeah. Anyways, so thousands of people potentially don't know if that's true. They were there and shouldn't have been in the first place, linked to all the corruption in FIFA. Yeah, which I I started watching that. Did you watch the FIFA? No documentary on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyways, so you have that. Yeah. Uh, Right now, big news that I care about is that Argentina has won going on in the semifinals, which almost they're into the semifinals. They're in the semifinals. Yeah, they haven't played semifinal match yet. Yeah, there's four teams left. Right. I'm saying they're going in. Yeah, to the semifinals. Uh, I didn't know if they had already played. I've not been keeping up on it lately. Yeah, they beat Croatia. Okay. Yesterday. Mm. Huge big I deal. I will say, having lived in Argentina, I always get, it's been a while, but I get a bit of pride every time Argentina does something, and I'm really cheering for Messi. I'm, I'm pulling. A redemption for, story for Messi. I'm pulling for Messi. Yeah. So, I, I'll, be, I'll be happy if Argentina wins. Um, One of the little subcultural and things the is Morocco. Yeah. First... Arab and African nation to go on to the semifinals, mm. and they just uh, upset Spain and Portugal. Two, it, it's, it's kind of brought back. I think everything with even with England and Queen Elizabeth this year going into the World Cup, I feel like there's been this reemergence of a conversation around colonialism. Yeah, because Morocco beat Spain and Portugal, upset Spain and Portugal, two of their former colonizers, mm. and now they're getting ready to play France. And so someone called it the anti-colonial trifecta. Wow. That if they beat France, because I didn't realize it wasn't until 1956 that colonialism formally ended in Morocco. Mm. That's not that long ago. No. So that's a whole thing. And then you were talking about the reporter that died. Yeah. Grant, Grant Wall. Yeah. That was sad. He was only, what, 40, 48, 44. I don't even know. That old. But I just remember it, it, one of the things that I remember most about that story is kind of where we are culturally is that the moment someone the moment anything happens everyone jumps to conclusions and it was like because he went over there and he wore this uh gay pride shirt yeah. kind of honoring his brother in a place that is anti right you know and he was getting death threats that i mean all initial reports are he was killed yep foul play yep and it comes to find out no he had an aortic aneurysm that erupted mm. this was his wife released the information when they did an autopsy when his body got back to new york sad and so sadly it's very sad. Died. And and apparently, I didn't know this, but one of his big articles that he did, he he wrote one of the original big articles of LeBron James on Sports Illustrated. Really? Yeah. He used to cover basketball as well mm-hmm. and other things. And so so it's like, wow, he's been doing this for a while. So it was sad. That's I mean, that's that's a sad thing. I mean, I think one I, last thing to hit young. really quick with World Cup that has been kind of on that note of what you mentioned in passing is, the, is to watch the cultural clash mm. of especially a lot of Western countries. 
hmm. go into Qatar. Yeah. And it's a stadium. Well, about, oh, good. I was just going to say it's a stadium that doesn't allow alcohol. Yeah. It's a stadium that they, they've kind of gone back and forth on how they're going to handle uh, gay rights, people being refused entry. Yeah. Uh, that have wearing rainbow. And then what, what was the team that uh, they, they refused to allow them to wear the oh. equal rights on their arms? So they put, um, they replaced it with something else that was more of a subtext. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember that. But there, were, there's, there was also. I just remember there was. Um, and I don't know how true this is. Again, there's, there's a, a lot going on in Iran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another yeah. person was just executed for protest. Yep. And um, w- when the U.S. played Iran, I, I remember hearing that. I guess Iran's first game. Again, I don't. It's really hard to tell anymore what's what's real. But apparently, a lot of the Iranian um, players were not singing mm-hmm. the national anthem. Yeah. And supposedly they got threats after that from potentially their government. Their families were being were, were threatened that if they did not. So I think they also made a statement as well in the U.S. They think they sang, but I thought they did something on this. I don't know. Yeah. I, there was well, a, there was a bit of a statement they were trying to make as well. Well, also, did you see? Uh, I'm going to get some of this wrong. Lydia can fact check and maybe send something. But it was the I believe the U.S. Soccer Federation around that same moment. Put out a post that only for 24 hours that when we displayed the Iranian flag, yeah, it was, I saw it was that. without the Islamic, yeah, republic symbol, yeah. And so I remember the, I remember there was. I will say one thing before we move on from um, World Cup is it just reminded me of the the whole thing. I, I thought it was a great observation. I think it was Irma Manish brought up one time of when you look at Western values and how they clash around the world depending on the cultural DNA of where they are. And how interesting it's been to watch just, uh, it's not it's not bigoted or Islamic phobic to say that certain cultural values yeah. do not translate easily mm-hmm. to certain cultures, especially Islamic cultures that it, and Islamic countries would say that, Islamic leaders would say that, that the some of the things that, the way we define freedom, freedom sure. of speech, freedom of religion, freedom um, of expression. Well, it goes beyond uh, that. Goes, rights. Goes, I was going to say, you can take that all the way over to Taiwan, yeah. to Beijing, to mm-hmm. China, what's yeah. going on in China. Yeah. It's you just know? interesting because I think like um, a lot of times on, on the far left, one of the accusations is that Christianity can be repressive. And I just, yeah. think, I just think it's ironic because yeah. even though, look, we're not a Christian nation, we need to stop, I think on the on the right, we need to stop trying to pretend or propagate that we are a Christian nation. But at the same time, America and the whole miracle of democracy did emerge from a Judeo-Christian worldview, and it did emerge from the soil of those values, and that's why it's the first time we've really seen, first time in modern, really in history, that we've seen something like democracy that holds the values it has, where people can have freedom. And it's just, it's interesting to watch over the past decades, where when we've tried to spread democracy around the world, where it has stuck and where it has not stuck. Yeah, and we ignore the cultural roots that underpin that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. True. So all right, I'll, I'm not watching the World Cup. Okay, maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch the final. How about this? Yeah. If Argentina. Argentina gets the World Cup, we need to have a party. Have a watch party. Oh, we'll see. And we'll get Stephen Resnick to come over and make empanadas. Okay, and steak. If there's gonna be empanadas, and chorizo and chimichurri. <laughs> okay. How's that sound? I'll eat all that. All right. Uh, let's talk about Brandy Griner. Okay. It's especially because what you just said about Grant Wall and how a lot of people jumped to conclusions. Yeah. The moment that story hit, it seemed like a lot of conclusions were reached immediately uh, when the Brittany Griner story dropped. What were your reactions? 
uh, to her release and then well, to the reaction. It was mixed. I mean, it's it's hard. It's like one of those things. I would uh, never wish for anybody to, an American, let alone probably a lot of people that shouldn't belong in a Russian prison, be there. I can't imagine the conditions. I've heard lots of stories of what it's like in Russian prisons. And so I was glad for Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. I had a mixed, mixed feelings. Yeah. Um, I was glad that she got released because I right. thought... It, this is one of those situations, I again, you go to another country, you have to understand you're stepping into their rules, you know, and she went over there with something illegal. I think this is one of those cases, too, though, where you'd have to kind of say, man, it doesn't feel like the punishment fits the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like nine, ten years in penitentiary or I think in like Russia THC, for vaping. some, well, I, I thought oil. it was vaping Va- oil. Yeah. I thought she had it for, yeah, and whether or not she, how she was using it and had too much on her or whatever. Um, she, she probably knew better and probably thought this is not a big a deal, you know? And then I think, yeah, if you're, all this thing is going on politically, mm-hmm. she also then probably gets yeah used a little bit as a pawn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was glad to hear that she got released cause that, I don't wish that on anybody. That's awful. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm thinking, man, we, we get, had to give back a warlord, yeah. uh, merchant, a merchant, of death. merchant of death was his nickname. A guy who was active in trading arms. Uh, internationally and so then you're kind of like okay so let's do a prisoner swap she had a little cbd oil on her <laughs> this guy is you know getting weapons in the hands of criminals and other people around the world no, that not, just not that it matters i bear but i think it's thc was it thc i thought so okay not that it matters, CBD oil, I, but... that's probably just a yeah yeah stretch. it's probably thc yeah it doesn't seem um it didn't seem like it was like super equal in yeah the offenders and what they did for the right. swap, but I think, um, you know, I think we we were trying to do everything we could. Now, the thing I thought that was kind of, I want to say, sad was the amount of people that I just saw that the same day immediately are posting all these pictures and these things that has Brittany Griner and then has the, um, the, the Marine. I can't remember his name now. I was looking at it just a minute ago before I was like, but it has a picture of Brittany and this Marine on the same one, and it was kind of like, see, President Biden picks Brittany. Can you believe the nerve of yeah. this administration that they yeah. would do that? And it's like, I thought it was, again, one of those things. Let's just jump to conclusions right. and make everything political, and then you re if you wait just a day yeah. and read the articles, you find out that Russia wasn't even offering him up, right. that, that it, he was there for espionage, oh, were, whether he ever was a spy or not. They were clarifying it that day. Yeah, that day. And the they were US like, Intel said, yeah, no, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't let us. We tried. Right. We tried. And so they basically, from, you know, said, they, Russia said, it's Britney or no one. Mm-hmm. So they took, yeah. they would, I mean, get her back. I mean, I think yeah. that's great. I, I just, so I, I, I'm, I'm sad. It's sad that, that, that Marina's still over there and they couldn't get him back. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- and, you know, I think even Britney, it's, it was kind of cool just to see, like, just, she really, and probably with great empathy, express her uh, emotion and everything, not just for coming back, but for the Marine that's still over there. Right. Like, and, and wants to try to help do whatever she can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know that there's much she can do. So it's just, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's a little ridiculous that we just turn any kind of moment into a political yeah. opportunity to take a shot yeah. when we don't have all the facts. Yeah. Why don't we get all the facts first before we just start throwing mm-hmm. rocks? Well, because it is a lot lazier and easier to react, uh, especially when it's already in line with your political frustrations. Yeah. So if you already hate President Biden, 
and yeah. you are vulnerable to whatever anti-Biden sentiment comes your way, you're going to repost it. Mm-hmm. Confirmation bias. Yeah, confirmation bias. Right. It, it, it was a day that showed we've not really moved, uh, we've not really grown much <laughs> in the terrain yeah. of echo chamber knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was a little, fr- it was a little, because fr- look, I, I agree with you. To me, I was mixed. It doesn't seem like it was a very equal trade. <laughs> um, so I, I have that feeling. And look, I'm not a, I, I don't have any feelings that, oh, President Biden's done a great job. I've got a lot that I differ with him on or that I think he, yeah. or, or ways that I, I, I would differ of ways he's handled things. Uh, but I at least have enough awareness of when you, when it comes to international diplomacy, there is complexities that you probably need to figure yeah. out the whole story from <laughs> across the board from all sides before you just repost. I, I saw a meme reposted. It, th- this just shows the simplistic level of thinking yeah. um, that was Brittany Griner, and, and, it, and it basically says something like, someone who hates the country, someone who gave their life for the country, someone who did, guess which one Biden picked. Yeah. And I was like, is this our level of thinking? Number one, what if she does hate our country? She's a human being that's a U.S. citizen. Isn't part of being in America? You can have whatever feeling or opinion you want to about the country. It was almost like, first off, that doesn't indict or or determine her value and how much more we should fight for somebody based on their political affiliations or how they feel like the country's doing, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, that wasn't even the narrative. Like you said, um, they didn't even have a chance to bring him home. No. That's, so it's just, it's... Yeah. It'd be great if they could, for sure. Um, but this is, I mean, right now, I don't think our relationship with Russia is very good. <laughs> so, so I will say I am kind of surprised that it happened at all. Yeah, just with with the climate right. that we're in, with you know Russia and Ukraine, and what Putin has kind of you know yeah stated about the U.S. and the West getting involved in helping Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm surprised it even happened. So I'm glad yeah. for Brittany that I'm she's able to she's able to be back. That would be pretty awful to yeah. You know, it seems like a, a yeah. small thing to yeah. Regardless of her p- politics or life or whatever um she's a human yeah i'm glad she's i'm glad she's back yeah and hoping and believing that this marine can also be rescued yep um all right let's move on mm-hmm. let's move on to something i know you are slightly excited about and that is there has been um oh you, a, don't, you don't want to talk about thc <laughs> you want to tell i I'm like, dude, I got nothing now. I wanted to segue into a conversation around nah. THC, ayahuasca, mental health. We'll save that for another time. Uh, let's save that okay. when we have a whole episode next year. Let's wait until we yeah. get into 23, and yeah. let's do one. On, let's because there's honestly, until I read Will Smith's uh, bio, autobiography, mm-hmm. I didn't even know about ayahuasca. Hmm. Like I was not aware of it, and then and then I've listened to a few Tim Ferriss episodes that you've sent me, and he's all about mm-hmm. pharmacology and all kinds of things yeah. related to that, and so. It is fascinating that there is definitely there are conversations, and then I, and then we've heard other people talk about and ayahuasca, and and then I want to have a conversation about uh, metabolic psychiatry and some of the things you know that I was sharing with you. This, but we will say yeah, that another time. Yeah, basically, what he wants you to know is you should try keto next year. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it'll help your mental health. Okay, we'll move on and save that for All right. another time. Fasc- so, nuclear fusion. That is pretty fascinating. I read I read probably four one of articles and I've had three people sending me. Did you see this? I sent it to you and you were like, "Oh yeah, I've I been hiring all of you and what Zach and everybody who sent to me." I biggest read developments um, in science in decades. For decades, they've been aiming for the 21st century. Right now, it is the biggest yeah breakthrough potential um, breakthrough. 
And so you, you have geeked out on this, I'm sure, far more than I have. I just know that for 60 years now, we have been aiming 192 lasers yeah. at a tube. We, we have not been doing that for 60 years. I think for about 60 years. Not 192 lasers. That's These are more recent where we added all the different, we added more and more lasers. Trying to figure out the combinations, yeah. heat, yeah. Uh, temperature, and the, the, the layman's terms are nuclear fusion. So it's contained it's contained fusion uncontained is nuclear bombs yeah but the contained fusion um is basically us harnessing the stars and the sun in a box is how they're framing it so how does that work and what are the implications uh well i mean i think the biggest the biggest implication in this breakthrough this is the first time i think that they've even been able to do this in the lab which is why it's so significant also there are like multiple labs around the world that have been working on this. UK's got a. I mean, there's multiple. Yeah. They're all over. Mm-hmm. And Europe, all through Europe itself, they have labs, um, Jet Lab and other ones that have been working on this. And um, so it's kind of also cool. The US happened. It's kind of like, I mean, like it's like, like, it's like it's one science cup. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, the race to put a man on the moon. Yeah. That's what it's kind of felt like a little I, bit. It did feel like that. It is, it is you know, I know I think it's going to be a shared. Um, it's it's all shared information, I think, mm-hmm. in the world of science. But just the idea of of generating energy from nuclear fusion that we could potentially we could potentially harness and, and, and zero carbon emissions as well. Yeah. So because they say it'll, it'll change travel, it'll change um, uh, energy, right? Eventually. Eventually, I we're still probably well, decades. They, they say we're decades away from being able to commercialize it or truly leverage it. Yeah. Right. There's just kind of a lot because even issues. environmentally, like I was looking at some of the things I mean, they stuff. took. Basically, they took all these lasers. They shoot them into a mm-hmm. probably a pinprick size hole in, in a gold little capsule. That inside of it has frozen mm-hmm. uh, two, what would it be? Two atoms of frozen versions of, of hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. Tritium and deuterium or something deuterium is that that sounds good that sounds about it is it's something close to that i I remember i was reading about it It was a while ago though and they're frozen and they they put a pulse of these lasers and so it's all a matter of like this math and science of figuring out how much energy how much you know that is like a billionth of a second of a pulse on it and it just from that laser, that light, it heats it up. And so the idea was you had to get it to just the right temperature, the right thing for fusion, for nuclear fusion to happen. And then on the outside, on the back end, it, it will basically give off that same laser light energy. And they were able to measure the amount of joules in and the amount out. It was because we they knew they'd achieved it. Correct we've wrong. done this before. Right. This is not the first time that we've done it. They've been doing this for a while, even earlier this year. They 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 figured out they can do this, create nuclear fusion inside of it that doesn't you know blow up. It's it's very small, and that it shoots it out. But never to not to this point have we figured out like the formula. Yeah. So far, again, I say formula where we can put. I think it was like two megajoules where we can of, of generate energy and we generate more than we expend, right. which is what you need it, to create if you're going to use it to put on a power grid. Isn't that how you know you've achieved it? Is when you generate more energy than you expend it yes that's where you know you have however this is in such a single microscopic like we figured out something to 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 think that we're we're really this close to putting nuclear fusion power plant on a grid to Mm -hmm. power all these houses 
that's a whole different story of having to yeah. on demand all the time right be able to create this same type of you know what i mean it's, and then how do you do it at scale and how do you do it safely and that, there's so i mean it is it, like like one article says is that is it is this the kitty hawk moment one article called it the kitty hawk moment right is this the hey orville and wilbur right they flew 20 feet in the air or whatever it was 100 feet in the air you know what i mean we got a plane right. We aren't flying people transatlantic yet. Right. It's not it's safe. Oh, so I'm funding it could be, it's but gonna it, have to be like it's gonna have to go from public government funding to even private sector funding. Yeah. Like it, it is fascinating because it could be really clean energy. Yeah, it said here's a few of the things it said. Um it would produce clean electricity, clean vehicle fuels. Um well one thing said that if we can really learn to do this well, this is literally like when you add a power drill to your toolbox. Yeah. You're literally, they, they said, you're putting the sun and the stars yeah. in a box. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is probably more, I mean, I think we'll see it in some article articles today, and most people will probably ignore it or never even think of it. But I think it is one of those potential scientific, it's not even really a discovery because they've been doing it, but almost a breakthrough. Mm. It's the first yeah. time they've been able to do that. And I guarantee the whole scientific world has taken notice of this. Mm. Um, but it's those kind of breakthroughs that will lead toward really significant technological advancements yeah. for humanity yeah because if we can create and and figure out a way to to do power that's safe mm -hmm. nuclear power that, that's clean it's not fossil fuel it's not solar it's not electric and where you have to deal with batteries and the mess that that makes you know all of these things well it could be a, it could be a game changer for our mm -hmm. for our globe pretty fascinating i think again we're so in i don't right. even know if in it it'll be cool to see if in our lifetime yeah if you have nuclear cars, how does that work? Could you have nuclear cars? You might still need batteries, I would assume, for some. I don't know how it would work, but, I mean, would we have nuclear power cars? I've heard right now people have tried nuclear cars and it just went horrible. They just blow up? Well, no. Oh, it's just they got sick. Like, it just, they just, we haven't. Really? We, yeah, we just haven't learned how to do really? it. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, anyways, we're going to harness the power of the sun. Hey, we're on a good pace. What else you want to talk about? What else is going on? I don't know. We better talk about the one we've been talking about. What's that? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. We had a little, uh, little, little group text debate going on Sunday night. Why don't Why don't you open up that can of worms? Oh, I think um, it's, it's. I feel like this is one of those situations that um, I hate to make a comparison um, in a different way, but I I, I probably shouldn't do this. This will give me in trouble, but. Um, I feel like it's almost like you talk about President Trump. Yeah, I was gonna say it's almost like the way I saw Donald Trump mm -hmm. going into the 2016 election versus how I see him now. Mm. I, I feel like that for whatever the exposure of Elon Musk continues to re reveal some things that aren't so great about Elon Musk. Um, I I think he is probably on our planet. I think he's probably one of the most fascinating people on our planet. Mm -hmm. I think he's probably one of the uh we could argue one of the most successful you can make that argument uh one of the brightest uh people on our planet the when you think about the companies and i think he has far more companies i keep learning of new ones like i didn't even know the, about Neuralink and where it was mm -hmm. in the process which he just applied to the fda to begin human trials of putting microchips in the base base of their brain not to mention uh, uh, Starlink. I should have brought this up. Starlink as well. Starlink. Starlink. He's, he's 
almost helping save Ukraine. Yeah, the Ukraine. Most war since the World War II. So you got you got. I mean, Neuralink, Starlink. You have obviously Tesla, which I think you first kind of came on the map for that. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic technology. I have wanted one for a really long time. Um, then you think about SpaceX. I mean, here's a guy. It's like, hey, the government would not fund him mm-hmm. to create his electric car company. The government wanted nothing to do with it. Right. He's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. And then he does. And then it takes off. And then it's like, oh, everybody else better jump on it. And the government's going to give money to everybody else. And, and, it then, was and like, then President Biden, what was it, last year, he did this whole thing of like celebrating the yeah, progress ignored of the thing. And mentioned Ford, mentioned all these things. They mentioned Tesla. Yeah, who really paved the way. They pioneered they, it. They did. And so uh, that those achievements are amazing. Then And then it's like SpaceX. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past them to figure it out. And then... Again, the government doesn't want anything to do with it. And then they were, wait a minute, we, he's got technology where they reuse the same, oh my gosh, we should, we should contract him mm-hmm. to help do this stuff because he's doing it cheaper and better mm-hmm. than the government could. Yep. So you have SpaceX, you have the uh, under, underground boring. I remember when that, the hydro mm-hmm. tunnel, I forget what they're called, but I mean, he had this plan of doing underground boring between Chicago, Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. New York City. I thought he still was. I, they, I think they still are. They might be doing it right now. I don't know. I think but he was doing, te- you're talking about the underground transportation? Yep. 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 And it was, but it's called Hydro something. But anyways, he's got an underground boring company where the goal was to create basically a highway underneath. Yep. The, the, you know, underneath the ground that you could basically get. I mean, it was like from New York City to Washington, D.C. in less than an hour. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, like just, oh, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. I work in Washington, D.C. I go two days a week. I'm working remote. I mean, just the possibilities are endless. So that's fascinating. I mean, you think about it. And then he buys Twitter for $44 billion. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this, with all the good, there's that, definitely some bad. Doesn't seem to be going too well. <laughs> I don't know about the whole Twitter thing. I just, there, there was new, uh, new news this morning. Oh, really? He, uh, the safety and trust council or board was dissolved at twitter <laughs> so yeah, what do you need so, safety for so literally all of these people um collectively and i think a lot of them on a voluntary basis i could be wrong internationally have been coming together to try to keep it safe keep it ethical um and free speech and dissolve free speech so that's dissolved. gone and um you want to talk about safety this is also so the the thing that I find kind of most interesting about Elon Musk, and I guess the the almost the question that it, it makes me ponder, mm-hmm. what is our definition? What is a definition of success look like? Mm-hmm. Because when I think about Elon Musk, I I don't. I mean, first of all, I think right now I think he's considered the wealthiest man in the world. I don't know how it works. That just dropped. Drop, did he? I mean, I don't know what happens. It's like okay, if you put all your money into Twitter and then it loses, you know. I, it, Okay, it drops, which means that you're worth, you know, two billion down to one point nine eight, but I don't know what that means. But but here's a guy that I think you could argue is like entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. who has created some technology that probably I would argue since Steve Jobs is probably revolutionizing the world as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um this is this is a guy who I think is undoubtedly you know, one of one of the world's current greatest thinkers in regards to technology, humanity, all these things we're going right. at the same time, we see the dark side that we sure. find out of his leadership. We get the dark side of what does that become? What does that person become? Because it looks like, it seems like you get that much power, that much money, that much influence 
all of a sudden now you see this narcissistic type of dominant mm -hmm. leader come out and there it there is a trail mm -hmm. uh wake yeah. of employees right uh this goes way back tesla i mean there's there's articles back in 2017 that came out that said that tesla factory was one of the most dangerous places to work mm -hmm. hmm. that it was on par with dangerous places like they they said uh what were they sawmills sawmills where you're working around saw saws and cutting up wood all day long or slaughterhouses yeah. um and you know and there i, I actually i was fascinated because i was looking at, a, at a, an article about him and the way he leads and the way he just you you look at him wrong you say something wrong mm -hmm. you tweet something wrong you're fired just <laughs> gone like i don't care i'll get rid of you you right. know and when when the report came out how terrible it was their response was they didn't dispute it that they that tesla was learning how to be a car company and that what matters is the future mm. and so that that's their that was in 2017 that was a response to a, a really awful Wait, safety record future as in the like what tesla was creating like the visionary yeah. future they're creating or the future as in how they're responding moving forward no I don't think that's that's not what I got from it. Yeah, what matters future. is the future, not what Tesla creates. So, so then it's like, okay, so what matters is the future we're creating, even at the expense mm -hmm. of the people, yeah, who are dying or who are getting hurt mm -hmm. to create it. Yeah, and I, I just think it's, uh, I think it just poses this real, you know, question. It's like, okay, I see this Elon Musk who is creating stuff for our world that everybody really appreciates, and it's like, well, I'm really glad we're doing all this mm -hmm. stuff. At the same time, there's, there's this wake of carnage mm -hmm. and, and that's a hard i'm not talking like like a stalin like a uh, I, i'm not talking about mao i'm talking about there's a wake of carnage in the way it seems like he treats people well even supposedly kind of quote unquote family and yeah. children yeah and and it's like are we as humans are are we successful if our character mm -hmm. reveals that that's who we are yeah, I'm not taking anything away from what he has accomplished and celebrating that. And I think he's fascinating. I'm not an Elon hater like Zach, who's been on here, is he just does not. It's like no, I, I love the stuff he creates. It's fascinating to me. But I, I don't know that I would if, and I'm not saying it is. If it takes that type of yeah. person to be that level of success mm -hmm. in our world standards, then I don't think I'd want to be successful. No, I just I don't. I don't think that I would want to get to the end of creating all that and be alone. I don't yeah. think I'd want to get to the end. And like, there's nobody on any of his, like he rotates executive boards and all that stuff. And to me, I, I think half of the joy of the journey is who you're doing it with. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I just, I got all these mixed feelings about him as he's yeah. taking over Twitter and I'm like, yeah, good. You know I mean? We need a little bit of balance in the social media world when it comes to politically and all this. But then you see, it's like, yeah, this doesn't look very good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, those are my thoughts. Yeah, mine would be similar. I have, there's a lot of layers to it. When you, what do you think of Elon? Well, I don't know him personally. Yeah, but I, it seems like there's kind of two extremes right now. There's uh, the, the the left seems to hate Elon, <laughs> and uh, they seem to, and especially everything that's happened with Twitter, which it does seem to be kind of catastrophic the way he's handled Twitter. Um, it's just to them. I keep thinking he's doing it on purpose. So he knows what he's okay. doing. I don't know that's true. So here's the thing. I was going to say the other extreme is people usually on the right that would say, no, Elon's amazing. And even now 
It's almost like the same thing you hear with Kanye right now. There's a lot of people with both Kanye and Elon that's like, nope, they know exactly what they're doing. Just right. wait. Just wait and see. I, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Um, I really, I, I just have to say on kind of a basic level, I really like Elon. Yeah. I think I, I, there's, it's not surprising to me that there's brokenness there. And I agree with you. The way I define my scoreboard for success is going to be different, especially as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. This sounds really spiritual, but success to me is faithfulness, faithfulness to God. And success is what's going on in my soul and what's going on in my relationships with other human beings. Jesus says you gain the world, but if you lose your soul, what do you yep. have? You got nothing. Yep. So if I'm not being successful on the inside and who I am and who I'm becoming where it matters, and if I'm not successful in loving the people around me well, then everything else may look like it's a 10 on the scoreboard, but it's a negative. So that's the way I view that, but or how do we not use people, or how do we not use to advance right ideas and technology? Yeah, it's great. It's interesting. Ideas I, and technology. I saw a tweet from a church planner I know in Woodstock, Georgia. He planted a church seven years ago, and he he put a tweet today. He said, "When we first planted, even when we were first planting our church, our goal was to immediately start planting other churches soon." He said, "But I've found that I have to really walk the tightrope of the difference between investing in people." Um, and their lives and building the kingdom through them versus using people as a means to a vision. vision. Sure. And it's like, wow, like how, you know, there's all this for somebody that's that, but that loves people and is futuristic. It's, yeah. I feel like that's always going to be the tension to walk. Yeah. How do you do that and love people well and constantly search your heart, constantly search your motives and love people more than systems or programs? Yeah. Uh, but when I look at Elon, I, I guess maybe just from a really, maybe too broad of a standpoint, I'm just like, no, this is a mad genius who's creating the future. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for people like yeah. him. I'm so thankful that he has paved the way and the 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 globe, the environmental globe is going to thank us for millennia to come for paving the way for EV to be popularized. Nah, we're going to skip over that for nuclear uh, cars. <laughs> uh, that's far away. Okay. But for EV, for um, outer space breakthroughs, yeah, for um, Starlink to help save the war in Ukraine. You didn't even mention um, that the Artemis launch that we did back in November. Yeah, yeah, the Artemis launch. a capsule back yeah. from all the way around the moon. That's the first time. That's I told you this. I read that. It was the first time we've gone into deep space. Yeah. And, I mean, we sent satellites in and brought things back. Well, there's that. That's there's since, yeah. since, I think, pretty much putting a man on the moon. I mean, this year has been huge in science. When you think of that, you think of uh, nuclear fusion, and you think of the... The, sh the um, telescope. JWST. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. But anyways, I, when I think of all the things he's done, to me, when it comes to Twitter, I see that as an aberration of someone who's who's filled with um, hubristic kind of personality, over arrogant and confident, and his genius did not translate, and his arrogance actually self-sabotaged. And instead of using wisdom in something that he didn't have as much expertise in, um, his strengths became his weakness. And who knows what the end result is. We don't know the yeah. end of the story yet, but right now it doesn't look like that. But even in terms of that, and I know for me, I've just not been on Twitter in 15 years. I view it as a cesspool yeah. anyways. Yeah. It had a leftish agenda before, has more of a rightish agenda now. This sounds bad, but for me, I'm like, who cares? I, I don't think it's good. It's still going to be a cesspool. Yes. I don't think it's good the level of, obviously, of hate speech that has arisen yeah. in there. But again, it's, it's, almost, it's almost apples and oranges because... There's so much hate speech and bias and agended kind of what's multiplied and popularized before he got there yeah. as there is now. It just looks different. Yeah. Is it there's there's hate or bigotry or silencing on the left or right. 
And so I'm not uh, excusing any of that. But for me, I just look at Elon and I'm like, this is a mad genius who's helping create the future in multiple fields. And if he screws up Twitter, <laughs> selfishly, I don't, I care. don't really care. I don't care. Um, but on a, on a personal level, absolutely. Would I love him before he dies to encounter the one thing that actually matters, which is a, uh, a life-changing experience with Jesus and a soul that is filled up with life in God and with love for people and for him to find a sense of wholeness where there may be fracture? Of course, I'd want that for anybody. Yeah. Uh, but for me, yeah, I just look at Elon and I just think, man, like th- this is a guy that... Um, we tend to demonize people that are successful. We t- tend to demonize people that become wealthy. Mm-hmm. We tend to demonize people that are, just take great, crazy risks in creating the future. But I just, I'm like, man, create some more EV, create some more Starlinks, be be a modern day Iron Man, and at least remain centered enough to help us fight the bad. <laughs> I think that, I don't know. All right, it's good. This is a lot of my thoughts. Yep, it's good. And hey, we did pretty good. We we're only pretty four good. and a half only minutes four. over, so and we're gonna end you it. You mentioned actually, I, I won't go there because I, I won't be. No, let's we'll save it. I just, I just want to say this. Mm. And here is why, in some of the troubling things that Elon says that really do trouble me, mm-hmm. this is the weird part. This is what I mentioned the other night. That? This is why it doesn't bother me as bad. He doesn't claim to be a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and we got visited by the Grinch. You look pretty good there, Sweet. Grinch. You're so, a mean one. Early Merry Mr. Christmas. Mr. Grinch, you really are right. <laughs> okay, well, five minutes. We're done. If you are not, um, if you are not watching, you yeah. just got uh, surprised by the Grinch. Yeah. But I just I have to say that because to me, the greatest damage happens when people say or do horrible things who don't claim to follow Jesus. Yeah. So you know what? Like, I don't expect Elon Musk to no. be held to a Christian morality. He no. doesn't claim to be a Christian. Yeah. No, he didn't. Hopefully, a good human. Yeah, you. Might be a Christian. A I human. think we can at least hold him to the value of being a good human. Yeah, and care about humanity. Right. And he does. In I think he does in a weird sense. I think he thinks about the future he's creating for humanity. Yeah. So I think he does. I just I think well, I'd be a little careful of creating a future for all of humanity at the expense of some humanity. Yeah. You know, I think it's yes. like I think there's a way to do both. Right. I think the you know just the the maybe the maybe what's hard is actually becoming that successful. And still having humility. Right. Maybe that's hard. Yes. Maybe that's what yes. we're seeing. So anyway, so eh, this is a topical episode. Yeah. 45 minutes. Did pretty good. We got it. We did All it. All right. Hey, until next time. Come on. Thank you for joining us for and the X Podcast. Yes. I need to say Merry Christmas because I think when this one comes out, we're like right at Christmas. Is it? This, yeah, it's going to be Christmas. Okay. From our podcast family to yours and from the Grinch and the who Grinch. just joined us. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh. Uh, We really hope it's amazing for you, whatever season of life you're in. And uh, let us know anything we can do to help. And uh, I don't know. Let us know your thoughts, any questions you have, any encouragement. Let us know what maybe some of your favorite episodes have been. You can send an email to podcast at dx.church. No dot com. No dot com. Nothing else. Podcast Podcast at at the watch symbol. The X dot dot church. That's it. That's it. Send us an email, comment, like, or share. We appreciate it. Bye.